Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined a Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, Chris Miggs and Jimmy Fax. Woo! Yeah. Ending the year on a high note. And you, we're lucky to have you right now, because it sounds like uh, you may have gone to another organized play event. You may have licked some sorry pieces that have been contaminated. What's going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of sick a couple weeks ago. I think it's just, you know, the holidays was around a lot, a lot of children. Um, not COVID, took the COVID test, but me and my wife were both like, last night, she was just like, oh, you're just tired. And I'm like, no, I, I, I have that feeling that you get when you're actually sick. And then we had a big night tonight planned. And like this morning when she woke up, she, I'm just like, how are you doing? And she's like, are you, are you are you saying we're canceling tonight? I'm like I I didn't say anything about canceling tonight. She's like, I think you're you're thinking about canceling tonight. I'm like, I'm guessing you're feeling sick. And she hasn't left bed. I'm leaving bed just for this podcast, and oh. I'm returning right back to bed. That being said, if she hadn't canceled, you were gonna go contaminate that party. I could tell. That was- <laughs> it was I was gonna go I was gonna go to the Starbucks. But it's a Starbucks where they have a lot of children's birthday parties mm. and well, children and elderly people. Mm. There's going to be that person that turns 100 on January 1st. I was just going to just spray, spray my fluids all over him. I was projectile vomited on yesterday. So uh, happy Christmas. Happy, happy Boxing Day to me. Now, by a child or, <laughs> by, a child. or by, a, okay. by a Canadian child at that, actually. Happy Boxing Day. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. By by my by my own child. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it wasn't like a just a horrible accident out in <laughs> on the subway. <laughs> no, no, just yeah, just just chilling and people projectile vomiting on me. Although Garrett, we were watching uh, when when we you and I, you and I both watched uh, some of the H two O show last night, and uh, with Sawyer Rec versus Matt Tremont, and there was a guy during Tremont's entrance that was just like chugging from a bottle of whiskey, and I was like. <laughs> Dude, do do not puke on Matt Tremont right before he goes to wrestle this match. Or maybe would that have been the perfect way for it to have gone? Ooh, maybe. Maybe. See, maybe that that should be a punishment for one of us is you have to go to what's the naughty promotion? XPW? XPW. XPW and finish a bottle of whiskey. And I feel like by the end of the night, like it seems like it would be hard to get kicked out of one of those shows. There's so much horrible going on that you know, just, uh, just enjoy it. But yeah. So we are just, should we talk about the Sawyer rec Matt Tremont thing for just a second? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we have a ton to say about it, so we can, I feel like that won't totally derail our, our year end show. No, I'm just, I'm happy that it happened. You know, it wasn't like, I love her. I love her. I'm professing my love right now. Um, I told you that the when she comes out, it, everything goes slow motion. Uh, it becomes like in Wayne's World. I hear Dreamweaver. Um, <laughs> it's I don't know. She is she is my deathmatch Debicki, my Elizabeth Debicki of deathmatch. I love a tall lady, and I love a tall lady that bleeds. Uh, <laughs> I I have found my new type. I have abandoned <laughs> my family, and uh, I'm I'm on in search of a, a tall deathmatch lady. If if Sawyer Rec is uh. Not interested. I'm sure there's other tall deathmatch ladies in the sea. I feel like you, I, I saw the new avatar and I feel like maybe you and James Cameron have that in common because mm. it definitely feels like he has a thing for tall blue skinned cat people. 
Um, and they <laughs> they kind of they throw down a lot. There's a lot of weapons. I don't not really bleeding per se, but uh, a lot of violence. So maybe maybe Sawyerette can find her way into Avatar three, four, or five. Now, is there a character in Avatar? I haven't seen Avatar facts. Um, so is there a character in Avatar like a tall uh, blue lady who hits a, a tall, uh, a small uh, kind of Smurf-like man just over and over with light tubes during Avatar? No, I mean, there is kind of a small like teenage human that just kind of hangs out with the Avatars um and definitely gets hurt but not by any of the the female avatars he's on the avatar's side mm. not played by a young jimmy lloyd just to be clear <laughs> and, well, because he didn't get the part in the audition uh he tried god damn yeah. it he tried well they're uh, going to reverse age him they're going to bring in current jimmy lloyd for the last avatar movie and then use the technology to de-age him back to de niro's son age the, the technology eventually is going to tap out when De Niro hits, you know, eight, 90 years old and like, <laughs> sorry, bud, we couldn't get you that young. We had to bring in somebody to play young you. Uh, here he is. And he's going to be like, oh, fuck that kid. That kid was in the corner eating paint while we were filming those scenes on The Good Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we're going to find out De Niro has been dead for like six years and he sold his digital likeness to Kingwin, who have been licensing him out to do just fuckers spinoff movies. <laughs> I mean, in in that the last Scorsese movie, The Irishman, he's basically CGI that entire movie, and it's kind of a giveaway. That is kind of that you know that is the vibe of Kingwin of of the guy who hosts Kingwin is that his his full dream, like his greatest dream in life, would be to be in a Meet the Fockers movie. If he could be like the third guy with like Stiller and De Niro and he could be like like De Niro's friend or something, that would be his like life peak. Like he would be like, I'm good. I'm quitting everything else now. I'm just I'm just hanging out after this. Uh, The match was the match was enjoyable. Um, Again, she just she hit him with a lot of light tubes. There was some barbed wire stuff and a couple of big spots at the end. One of the things I thought was weird was that. she chokeslammed Tremont, and that seemed like it might be the end. And then uh, Tremont's lady broke it up the first time, and then uh, she chokeslammed him like off a off a ladder. And Tremont's lady just watched the pin, and I was like, "No, I'm pretty clear. It's pretty clear he's gonna lose to that." Uh, I don't know why you broke it up the first time and not the other, but she's just standing there. It was like maybe she was just like, "Well, <laughs> Tremont's dead now <laughs> from giving up." Which did end up setting up a match between her and Sawyer at a deathmatch tournament, which I just checked our email. Uh, Matt Tremont has not gotten back to us about being sponsors to sponsor Sawyer Wreck. He's probably, Um, they're probably still trying to stop the bleeding at this point. So he's, he's still blinded, punching the air. That's my favorite Tremont move. Nobody else does that. Like when he gets dazed, he just starts slowly punching the air in front of him. Uh, and that's, you know, like I was walking into a dark room hoping there's no monsters. Maybe he did try to email you, but he uses Zencaster as his email provider <laughs> and they just stopped doing that a while ago. <laughs> or, or alternatively, he's like Shane Douglas. There's just some random indie promotion he worked for like a year and a half ago. And that's just his personal contact page now. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. All right. We want to get as much facts in here as we can before you have yeah, to let's tap get in, out. Let's get into our lists and awards, right? That's that's the point of today's episode. 
it's been a big year, guys. A lot has happened in pro wrestling. One, maybe the most important, Predetermined is back. Predetermined is back. But so much other shit happened. Good matches, <laughs> bad matches. Uh, just the weirdness. I feel like this was the weirdest year in pro wrestling in quite some time. It's, um, it is one of those years that, like, in in the inevitable pro wrestling history book that's written of, like, the 20th and 21st century, like, there's going to be a lot on this year. Well, although it's interesting, you say it's the weirdest year, Garrett, but there was a year just two years ago where most wrestling shows took place not in front of people. And yet, yeah, I would yeah. still say this year was more unexpected. No, I, I agree. Well, once you get past that sort of weirdness and, and all that happened there, yeah, there, there is a certain... Well, and that was actually part of the, the weird things of 2020 is the, is the weird sameness that happened in wrestling where it became, especially for things that weren't really like indie wrestling, just just you're like, why well, there's no people here. Um, this year felt like it was a real reshuffling when they tell especially i think facts when they, when they write that history book and there's a a couple of chapters probably on the history of AEW versus wwe i think this is going to be a year that has gets a big chunk of time like a big chunk of it yeah and by the way the cover of that book and like kids will obviously have to put like the brown paper bag over it you know because it's got to be weird but the cover of the book before they cover it is definitely like the hogan slamming andre from wrestlemania 3 only they Photoshop out Andre and just put in Vince's dick. <laughs> that's that's the biggest story, right? That's the most ramifications. And thank oh, God I was... for 4K, so you can tell how red the penis hole is. <laughs> I was I was assuming facts that this, that the cover of this book is just CM Punk slamming a muffin covered in blood. <laughs> See, there's it, oh, so many things it could be. God, that. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but that might be match of the year is CM Punk versus that muffin. Like, that was, that was good shit. It was a squash. It was a squash. He dominated. Really dominated. <laughs> and then after he dominated, he put him over. Told you to go get him. It could be uh, um, Ace, Ace Steel um, losing a loser has pride match where he just, no pride, no self-respect. <laughs> lost it <laughs> okay so how do we i know each of us made uh, a couple lists i made some awards so maybe in between uh lists maybe i give out an award um each time sounds good to me sounds right. good to me Bex, why don't you start with one of your lists all right well i'm gonna go this one is more if this is a legitimately informative list i know people sometimes think we're jokey I made a list of the top 10 most essential uh, YouTube channels for wrestling fans. Um, you know, because now with Fight Plus, um, there's really no need to ever pay for indie wrestling again, right? Like beyond Fight Plus. So it's kind of like, well, when it's, I sometimes want something that's not on Fight Plus, it's not on WWE Network, it's not on my DVR with like AEW. It's like, well, where do I go? I go to I go to YouTube, and and there's also some a lot of resources that aren't just wrestling matches too. So I'm I'm gonna start oh, with really. My... <laughs> you can learn you can... to build a shelf. You can <laughs> learn to. <laughs> you, you can find out about Jimmy Lloyd's entire filmography. I'm sure. Uh, I've learned I learned that. how to build a Spider-Man bike on YouTube on Christmas Eve. 
So I, again, as we've co- well covered on this podcast, I'm a big analog gamer, board gamer. I have not read a board game rule book in about seven years because mm. of YouTube. It's the powers of YouTube. Uh, anyway, I, I have five honorable mentions and we'll get to the top 10. I'll, I'll try to go quick here. I got to put WWE on the list of this honorable mention, you know, because they actually do a surprisingly large amount of old matches. So if you kind of just want your Mr. Perfect fix, um, but you don't want to actually have to pay for the network, WWE's got you covered. Just Google people's names, full match. WWE has some stuff, just random matches from Raw back in the 90s and stuff. Pretty cool. And they make it to where you don't even have to watch the show. You can see that three second, that three minute clip and uh, not have to watch three hours of television to get there. Yeah, but even that's probably too much, right? Because that's too long. Yeah, that's a lot of Sami Zayn still in three minutes. Well, that's why I always thumbs down the video and don't rate, review, or subscribe. <clears throat> I, uh, number my next honorable mention is going to be AEW games. Uh, partially, if you are a gamer and you actually want information trailers for the new AEW game, it's a great source. Also, it's just watching like Evil Uno play like mortal Kombat against colt cabana or whatever just kind of entertaining right so if you have any interest in video games i would i would check out aew games uh my next honorable mention world series wrestling um it probably would have made the list if if it weren't this year um now it's really in the last six months more become about a promotional uh uh channel for just like promoting their events um but the, for those that don't know, World Series uh, Wrestling is a huge promotion in Australia. And if you go past the last six months, they have lots of full matches. And they basically have this match, like this one card uh, that's basically the WrestleMania of Australia. They get top, top indie talent. And they have the entire shows for free. So you're not getting a lot of new content, but definitely worth checking out some old stuff. I'll add set a second for that because there was a time, I think they were on impacts streaming service or something so that's maybe where we mm. first found them but and basically a lot of the same stuff is on youtube now as they added but uh yeah i would just like pull up a world series wrestling match on the treadmill back when um i actually gave a shit about myself physically and um <laughs> and uh i would i would watch that because again there's lots of lots of people you like from not that long yeah. ago in interesting matches and, and it's not just robbie eagles either you got you know jordan grace you got brian cage you got the lucha Brothers, you got the young bucks even in there you have brandy right. rhodes as a wrestler in australia Let, wrap your head around that right plus uh, a lot of early jonah like that became a, like mm-hmm. uh, they had jonah a lot when he was uh oh no uh, bronson bronson reed when he was jonah rock but you can find and there's some other Austra- some of the other Australian guys are good too. So I, yeah, highly recommend that one. All right, another honorable mention: just Game Changer Wrestling. It can't make the top list because they don't really do full matches on there anymore uh, this year. That they were doing that during the pandemic. But you know, you can get backstage promos. If you miss a show, they'll sometimes have some of the big promos or you know one minute clips. And sometimes you'll even get like a music video or something that mixed in. So not enough to make my top ten, but. Uh, a channel, you know, if you like GCW, you like this podcast, you should probably subscribe to. You get all the JCW shows live on their YouTube that's, account, that's too. That's true. That's true. If if they committed to booking Beastman more consistently on those, this easily probably makes the top four or five. But uh, as it is, uh, it's an honorable mention. Fair. Fair. And then my last honorable mention is a former friend of our former show, The Nobody. Well, f- still friend, but The Nobodies. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, guy. You just, you just found out you got ditched. <laughs> no, no. I mean, and again, this was just if they started posting content again more recently, they've, they've had some, uh, some, some kind of good reasons why they haven't been posting a lot. But when they, when they post a lot, they are just essential, right? So uh, there are, again, another ones that 
I'm hoping we get a WrestleMania episode out mm-hmm. of them at a bare minimum or and or a Rumble episode. And then I can tell you, I'll be watching those within minutes of them dropping. They're the best. And um, if you do happen to have relatives over the holidays that are weird about uh, drag uh, drag performers, uh, just start putting that that those videos on and just really um, just show them. Just just force feed them until they start crying. Just Sir, what was the what was the name of the channel? The Nobodies. Nobody. Yeah, the Nobody. Yeah, nobody's watching wrestling as a show, but the Nobodies. Yeah, okay. the Nobodies is the YouTube channel. And again, so if you especially have family members that uh, aren't comfortable with drag and don't like wrestling, definitely put it on. Get them way out of their comfort zone, and then see if maybe they can oddly deconstruct it back into realizing why we love it. Also, I think somewhere in uh, in their archive is the video of Brody King. Uh, lip syncing bad romance wrestlemania weekend 2019 so a so. classic i believe so okay uh, subscribed checking this out yes awesome um all right so the actual top 10 i'm gonna start with number 10 is is actually this is gonna be a surprise i think impact wrestling their channel it has i was watching and i think i mentioned this on the podcast i was watching impact in 60 for a while just because i never saw any tna i never saw any impact so for me it was like oh i got just like best of kevin nash best of scott hall best of samoa joe it would be like cool matches i've never seen the problem is whoever's editing these shows is really bad at picking good matches usually there'd be like one really solid match maybe one okay one and then one just absolute drizzling shits so just just go to Impact Wrestling. They have it's seemingly like I have yet to be recommended a match or like Google like just top Impact matches that I have not been able to find on there. It does seem like every match in Impact's history up until the last couple of years at least is on their YouTube channel. That's any time that I've had somebody that is like really into Impact, which does happen sometimes. Uh, like when I first moved here, I ran into a guy. Uh, while I was buying my podcast equipment, who he lived in Florida while they were filming a lot of the, uh, I don't know, I don't know what era that would have been, but he invited me over to his house, showed me a bunch of DVDs of matches I had never seen, and they were honestly like everyone he wanted to show me was really great. I was happy I didn't have to search for them. Uh, that somebody <laughs> like was like, "This is what you should be watching," but uh, yeah, no, I mean, Impact has good shit. Yeah, I mean, I just, they just, still do. just search like AJ Styles full match and just spend like a full week watching AJ Styles matches from his actual like, again, he was what, like 39 or something like that when he came to WWE. Like he's and he looks like a completely different person at the beginning and end of that run. But like I my guess would be like seven of the top 10 greatest AJ Styles matches ever probably happened in TNA Impact close to it. So, I mean, he's had a lot. I mean, of really he's had a lot matches. of really good matches. Yeah, yeah. But that's interesting. Just... You can sort of see the evolution of styles, which is kind of interesting because I think for a lot of people, they like maybe saw some of the indie stuff and then he like reappeared in New Japan. And you're like, oh, like this guy got, you know, this guy's pretty good. And it's like, oh, there were steps in that progression. You can, if you just kind of go in old impact, um, impact definitely one of those uh, that's like the comp is better. Like I would never watch full episodes. Every time I've tried to watch like a full impact pay per view, I'm like, why am I doing this? No, don't. But, if, but there's so many good matches sort of buried in there. Although the one thing is, and then you can, and just so many just random matches too, right? Like, because right. it's pretty much, again, like you want to watch, you know, Scott Hall versus Samoa Joe. I'm sure, I'm sure that happened and it's on the YouTube channel. All right. Number nine, K 
Kenny Johnson documentaries. Now, again, he's number nine because these are all wrestling indie docs, but it's very rarely updated. The last one was a documentary on Matt Tremont a year ago. Um, but I would say, again, if you're not familiar, just subscribe. And then if one shows up, you're getting a treat, right? This is the guy that did uh, Please Don't Die, Joey Janela, one of my probably my favorite wrestling YouTube doc. Um, and did the you know, MJF the one, right? There's an MJF one. There's a Candice one. There's a Johnny Gargano one, which I believe are two different ones. I, I, again, I'm getting them a little confused. I've watched them all. I've watched some of these quite a few times. But definitely, if you're a fan of indie wrestling, uh, it's the best. I think it's probably the best indie wrestling documentaries you're going to find. You're not wrong. Like that Janela one, I've watched a few times. That's a that's a fun watch. It really, it's really, really good. I hope they revisit it now in the post AEW era of Janela. Mm. Maybe that's what they're doing now. Um, no Teddy Hart though. He does not do a Teddy Hart documentary. Uh, number eight um, is Defiant Wrestling. So this is just an absolute just banger promotion that uh, across the Atlantic that just has a ton of great matches of what I now am officially naming just the golden age of indie wrestling before just AEW and NXT just killed it dead. Um, Cause now indie wrestling is just different, right? We, it's more about hardcore wrestling. It's a lot of deathmatch wrestling, what we talked about, but like, it's not like you don't go to a normal kind of vanilla indie promotion and just see absolute bangers the way you were in like 2017. Um, and this is like, they've got Will Ospreay. They've got, well, they got, they got that villain guy that we don't see anymore, but you've got like Cody over there. You've got the Bucks. You've got, uh, I don't remember if there's a Kenny Omega appearances, but like, there's just pretty much every notable indie guy of that, like kind of pre AEW top indies. They all are there. They all wrestle like 30 plus minute matches, totally free on, on YouTube, on their, on their channel. Yeah, I think Zach Sa- b- bunch of Zack Saber. Um, yeah, a lot of Zack Saber, a lot of Zack Saber. You know, yeah, any you, yeah. from Europe, definitely. Yeah, and really, again, all the all the really good. I have a, a playlist that I built that I have not. I actually should dip into more. Maybe that'll be one of my New Year's wrestling resolutions. Um, yeah, the the one thing that's challenging about YouTube, and this is probably true of all of them all, is it's hard to watch things sequentially, like in the right order, because you're going to kind of jump around. So I did try to watch some of this uh, Defiant Wrestling stuff in order, because they have like titles and stuff like that. And I just, I gave up. And I'm just like, you know what? It's all just happening in like hyper time. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go by real quick number seven because I'm feeling it might be killed. So it's just the Ring of Honor wrestling one. Um, like Impact, it's another one that just has a shit ton of their greatest matches ever are there. They were doing Throwback Thursdays for years uh, and has a lot of their best matches ever. Now, TK may kill this if uh, when Honor Club comes back. But um, it was there when the original Honor Club was around, which kind of made me wonder why people would pay for honor club for the for the vault when so much of it's on youtube but again any guys that came up through ring of honor has a shit ton of their greatest matches including a lot of these like like tyler black you know now known as seth rollins for people that aren't aware of like you know there's i don't know how much our listeners know like the old ring of honor but there's a lot of wwe guys from ring of honor too it's not just like the bucks and and kenny our transition to that number six is king's ark that's all one word k-i-n-g-s-a-a-r-k if you want a, a channel that just randomly posts pro wrestling noah matches from hmm. various periods um this is it 
right? This is the one for you. They also sometimes post uh, AJPW as the, as the kind of, the, I assume the name is some kind of not to King's Road, um, including, you know, just matches. There was a period of time, uh, either late last year or earlier this year, where like the theme, because they definitely go by themes. So like, a recent theme was like Kenta matches, um, where they just had all these pro wrestling Noah Kenta matches that I'd never seen. But the the previous theme was just big American hosses. So they would have like Andre the Giant, AJPW, Bam Bam Bigelow, Vader. Um, and it's just it's just kind of a lot of fun. Like it, they might not have like Kobashi Misawa, although they might. <laughs> um, but they're gonna have just like random ass matches that you never knew about that are just amazing. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. I mean, one of the things I want to do, uh, since we've just got the end of Suzuki-Goon, which was a little sad, um, I'm kind of curious to go back and sort of watch some of the earlier stuff from them. Uh, most particularly, I think, the the era where they were invading Noah, because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff probably from there, that time. There, and I can, I can tell you for sure, King's Ark has got you... Like, I don't... Because it's it, they just have the matches. Like, they don't show, like, video packages or anything, but there's definitely Suzuki matches on there that... Uh, it sounds like it's about that right era. All right, there you go. All right, number five, cracking the top five is is, and I know this one's boring. It's the AEW channel. Um, it's worth it just for the occasional Kenny Omega dark match, which is apparently a thing. Uh, and we can talk about that one. I, I saw it. I don't know if you guys saw it since the last episode. It was it was a good match. It was a good match. Uh, best match I've seen on AEW YouTube in in a couple of years. Um, but really beyond that, it's the post PPV media scrums are now essential viewing. They really are essential viewing. Uh, you have Tony Schiavone in the control room. Uh, now, one warning I'll give you here. If, if anyone that's like me that, that often DVRs Dynamite and or Rampage, you don't watch it right away, but you do plan on watching it in full. They post spoilers to absolutely everything immediately after it airs. So do not ever go to that channel if you missed a show that you want to watch unspoiled because the first video in the feed is going to be like, you know, MJF defeats uh, the Ricky Starks, blah, blah, blah. They're really bad, too, about if I don't think about it and just, like, I'm avoiding the show, log into Instagram, Facebook, it yeah. always just immediately pops up and spoils something for me. Um, just the second I click on it. Yeah, I, I think they it. particularly pay attention to YouTube and pay for promotion, though, because I've noticed YouTube is probably the worst with that, that you kind of can't avoid it. Um, it'll be on your front screen. And again, 90% of the content's complete crap, right? It's just that you have that few gems in there. Um, now we're really getting the top four, really the big four here. And I'm going to start with number four with videos, officiales, CMLL, no spaces in that. Um, and, and here's the thing. I've been since it, I, I now have my trip to Mexico City rebooked, replanned. Uh, some listeners of the show might know that there were some personal things. I was off the show for a couple of weeks. My trip didn't happen. I'm really excited. I do love Lucha Libre. The secret with Lucha Libre, though, is that it can be kind of boring because all of the matches are super duper long. They're two out of three falls and they're punctuated. So I would actually argue the YouTube is the best way to watch this show. They post everything. On that channel, there are new videos every day. There's a show, which is like four or five days a week, but they don't just do the full match. They do clipped like three to four minute versions of most matches where you get absolutely everything you want to see, right? It's just like a four minute, just Mystico high spot reel and you get a couple a week and they're all incredible. The actual match, your mileage may vary, 
But the YouTube channel is pretty much nothing but great stuff. True to life. Um, number three, uh, this one's kind of boring too, is uh, F4W Online. Um, you know, obviously Figure Four Radio, um, Wrestling Observer guys, Meltzer. Um, you really don't need to, and, and Chris, I'm not trying to uh, attack you here, but like you really don't need to pay for the Observer. If you if you subscribe to this YouTube channel, they again they post videos every hour ish most of the day, and again like it, it covers pretty much everything going on. Everything that's in the Observer is all on there. You know, I take no attack facts. I I like once a week reading the incredibly lengthy ramblings of of Dave Meltzer. That's that's what I pay for. I recognize that like. I don't want people like, oh, they got all the radio shows. I'm like, I don't want to listen to these radio shows in full. They post the important parts as clips to YouTube. And if you want to try to listen to Dave Meltzer talk for like a full hour, I, yeah, God bless. Oh, no, no. You know? and, and under no circumstances should anyone listen to the radio shows, right? If you're going to do it, do it YouTube. They'll do some of them are like kind of PT, PTI style, like arguments. You can skip most of those. But they basically just give you the meat. Yeah, you got to see Brian and hear Brian Alvarez, right? So it might be worth the subscription just to, to avoid that and see what the state of his facial hair is. But um, other than that, I find it pretty pretty essential, right? Anytime I want to get kind of that official, like, oh, somebody just texted me something. Is this real? I just go to the figure four uh, uh, YouTube channel and, and usually they can verify uh, its veracity. All right, number two is going to be Kotsumit, K-O-T-S-U-M-E-T. Now, this has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling. It is about a Japanese man that lives in a house <laughs> and goes to hotels with two uh, otters. And it is adorable. He posts videos <laughs> constantly. Um, just this is like, if you're a wrestling fan, that means definitionally you're a human, and every human should subscribe to this YouTube channel. <laughs> it is pure, pure gold. Do you want to see an otter have a birthday party? <laughs> well, I did. And that's how I found the channel. Do you want to see what happens when uh, an otter has to give flowers to another otter? What about checking into a hotel in Japan with two otters? Is that something you might be interested in? Uh, what is, is the logistics of that? Is it is it frowned upon? Is it like they're like... Obviously, you can bring them here. You put little hats on them, make them people, stack them on top of each other. But I think so. It's generally the reception is always positive to the otters. Um, <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any restrictions. Everyone in Japan universally loves them. This may be the biggest. This may be like bigger than Friends in in, in Japan, quite frankly, because they're they're treated like royalty. And actually, it's if anything, it's like oh, the girl working at the front desk then comes by the room and is like. Can you, yeah, like, can you put this little hat on the otter? I just, that would make me happy. Um, Max, this is why we've got to go back to Japan, because I think, I think you need to, we need to do some content with the otters. Yeah, and, and again, cute animal videos all over YouTube. They're mostly generic. This one, it's good continuity. You get to learn, you know, you get to know these two otters. You get to learn their behaviors, and it just makes it better. And, and honestly, they, again, they post content very frequently. Uh, it's all must-see. And then number one, number one on the list, and this is uh, to the surprise of absolutely no one, Appalachian Championship Wrestling. Uh, it, it's just the cream yeah. of the crop. 
It's the best of Shane Douglas's Facebook combined with the best BW3 parking lot brawls you're ever going to see. Um, it's just everything on it is must see. It is one of the only like I don't allow my phone to generally send alerts from things like video platforms. I will allow my phone to alert me when new content hits Appalachian. It is that <laughs> vital. Your phone says you better bring your own chair so you can sit down and be ready for this alert because you are going to faint. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, everything else on this list is just kind of treading water between Appalachian videos. All right. Now I'm with you. I'm with you. Again, I think this year, this is the year we will find our way to that parking lot. I believe it. 2023. And again, I'd love to support Beastman's promotion, but they're not as 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 open about just the the content on the YouTube channel. Mm. <laughs> All right, first award of the year, we're going to be handing out the the uh, Cole Radrick's Pants Award, which is an <laughs> award for excellence in wrestling fashion. The 2022 recipient of the Cole Radrick's Pants Award is. Cole Radrick. Oh, upset. I was going to say, how does he not win this year in the year that <laughs> he started he wearing not... the pants this year? Yeah, and he had them in so many different colors. <laughs> and what does he keep in those cargo pockets? How does he keep a family when he has those pants on on the weekends? A lot, of, lot going on with those pants. And you know what? Next year, I can't wait to see who gets that award. I mean, a, a lot of people, I think, did a lot of... Uh you know, great stuff in fashion this year, but it's, it, I'm with you. It's really hard to top Radrick's pants uh, just from a, what the fuck perspective. You know, I mean, you know who had a really down year in terms of pants fashion this year, Nick Gage, you know, and it mm. wasn't just cause he was wrestling less frequently for some obvious reasons. It just, his shorts were iconic, right? They were, they were the, the Nick Gage shorts. And then just kind of, as soon as he, he stopped wearing the same, just desiccated shorts every single match it just it lost a little something for me yeah i'll toss an honorable mention to ftr for just ripping off all the best tag teams ever in there <laughs> with their for their pants i'm like sounds great guys works they've got they've got uh midnight express theme music midnight express pants heart foundation pants they're just they're doing the right things it just you know makes my heart flutter Another honorable mention, I think, would be Beast Man. Mm. Uh, because I know when we heard the name Beast Man initially, we're like, dumb name, stupid, ready to be cynical. Yeah. He walked through that curtain for the first time. We all saw him. And I believe, in my mind, we were on our feet, already chanting a Beast Man, Beast Man, Husk, 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 yeah. even though we didn't know that was the chant yet. Like, it was just it was something about... You're right. Yeah, but if, just... if this was overall aesthetic or overall fashion, I think Beast Man takes it. But since we're really focused on the pants region here, I feel mm -hmm. like that that's the least uh, important part of the Beast Man ensemble. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, next I'll, list, or I can do another one. Well, I'll, I'll, do, no, I'll, do, I'll do my... So we've got a, we've got a top five here. Um... Now this is I have to admit um this is this is an ad read um from one of our newest sponsors. Um this is these are the top top 5 things to do in Boonton, New Jersey. That's where your story begins, right? That's where your story begins. Mm. Um number 5 is a visit to Highlander Games. 
Yep. Um, great game store. Yeah. Um, the only thing actually, Highlander might have been higher, but it's dragged down by a two-star review from someone labeled Beastman Husk, um, mm. who says who says that Highlander Games was trapping his fans and preventing him from getting the proper applause he deserves. So he has been listening, I guess, to the show, guys, and he's really mad. He's he's gone uh, he's gone deep. I'm I'm assuming though he gave two stars instead of one because they had a lot of the Pokemon singles that he wanted there though. Exactly. He couldn't he do liked the full it. one star. Yeah, he did he go the there and buy some stuff after the show. Yeah. Uh, but he was Impossible very mad. To leave to... without something. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. It's why it still makes the top five. I yeah. mean, it's even the the low review track didn't track down. Uh, number four is Chili Willies. Mm. Um, it's a delightful Mexican restaurant. Again, dragged down. Um, by uh, a review from Bending Man, um, who is very upset that they will not admit that they are owned by the guy from ECW. Yeah, yeah. Chili, who who else would name Chili Willie was the wrestler? There's no other, no one else would come up with the name Chili Willie, right? Not even penguin. that penguin from the Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, cartoons. You know? uh, number three. Uh, maybe surprisingly low. The Boonton Elks Lodge, mm. um, great place to see a wrestling show. Probably a great place to, I, I think, spend any kind of like a Saturday night. Um, it just seems like a fun place. Great atmosphere. Um, great food. You know, they've got great uh, drink prices. Um, you gotta love. You gotta love the Boonton Elks Lodge. Um, it's a great. And again, if you're thinking about having a deathmatch wedding or a deathmatch vow renewal, Garrett, the mm. Boonton Elks Lodge has you covered. Uh, number two is uh, the downstairs at the Boonton Elks Lodge, mm. specifically. Uh, that is honestly one of the most amazing things I've found in wrestling this year. Um, I I feel like I'm going to keep going to these shows in part just because I get to go downstairs. Like, I'm, I, I just feel like it's, I'm going to go to every show for that opportunity. So, we, and, I mean, um, we, we, I mean... In in 2023, I mean, it's happening, right? You and I are are going to a non wrestling event there, just to see like what a normal Saturday night at the Elks Lodge mm. is like, and seeing like I'm assuming it's members only, but we, I, I'll try to see if I can pull some pull some favors and see if I can get us an in, just to see like what do they do down? Is it like because I'm thinking on a normal Saturday night, it's like the 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 Playboy Mansion Grotto, it's just that's where mm. all the 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 ringers are. Yeah, we we got to find out. Maybe there's other events that are just open to the public at the Boonton Elks Lodge. Um, and, and of course, number one thing to see in Boonton, New Jersey, and this is again from the Boonton Tourism Bureau, is uh, the creepy abandoned bowling alley at the Elks Lodge. It's <laughs> just number one. I mean, <laughs> you can't top it. And if you're looking for reasons to come to New Jersey, Boonton, New Jersey specifically, that's the number one reason to come. Uh, that's why it's where your story begins because when you see that bowling alley it changes you in ways that are hard to describe everything that can happen in that building i mean you can make a friend you can get a bite to eat you can lose your virginity it <laughs> is a one-stop shop for all things good i have no doubt there are some jersey children possibly joey janella himself that were <laughs> conceived in the elks lodge they probably had a you know, uh, baptism in the Elks Lodge, you know, birthday parties in the Elks Lodge, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a hardcore deathmatch wedding. Yeah. For the feature length version of that Joey documentary, we'll get the backstory on where he was conceived. Yeah. And I, I think, I think you are right. I think it will, 
we we will not be surprised to find out that it was uh right under where those bowling pin uh <laughs> loader guys and that's down. where his story began <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right Garrett, give it give us an award garrett okay award for babyface turn of the year mm-hmm. goes to brandon kirk for that time that he squeezed a lemon into Mitten's eyes. Yeah. He was one of the top heels on the Indies. Next thing we know, he squeezes a lemon into Mitten's eyes. He is a baby face fighting his wife for the, the death match championship. A golden guy. Uh, I don't think it gets any better than that. And Mitten's is important to us. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see him get hurt, but I don't not want to see him get hurt. And... Brandon Kirk was there for us when we needed him most. And the timing of that too was like, like that was the perfect time timing for, for mittens to get a little comeuppance. Right. Oh, Things and also because too Garrett for too long for because, Garrett, because Garrett, uh, Garrett's wife was having a child. So again, I think there in that, in that, in the timing there, um, Brandon Kirk knew you needed that. Holy fuck. You're right. I watched that while I was sitting. Oh my God. I had a baby that day. <laughs> I totally fucking forgot that was the day that I was sitting in a room and they're like, okay, we're delivering the baby now. And Mittens was a part of it. God. All right. But Brandon Kirk's baby face turn was a bigger part of it. I think it was a, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's why now, in that moment you were like, this is meaningful to me. And that's, that's why this won the award. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a, what do we have next? Well, I was going to say, though, I mean, I, I, any honorable mentions on, on the, the babyface turn? Because I do think there were a lot, of, uh, a lot of turns this year. I feel like people's opinions of people were changing a lot this year. Um, Wardlow had a very big turn this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking about, like, genuine babyface turns of, like, a wrestler getting over as a, as a babyface. Um, FTR, obviously. Uh, the acclaimed, one of the biggest. Yeah, very um, big. Well, daddy ass. Ma- just throw daddy ass in there. Exactly. Because really, the right. acclaimed. Ricky Starks. A lot of guys you mentioned were just kind of normal, organic, gradual. Whereas daddy ass actually had a. He turned on his own sons, and that was a babyface move. You gotta love mm. that. I mean, that isn't unsimilar to Brandon Kirk getting cheered for beating the fuck out of his wife with glass. You know, it's uh it's family drama will get you put over is a baby face quicker than anything and scissoring yes scissoring huge mm-hmm. all right well i'll do a quick a quick top five here to, to get to the next word because i might be fading fast here too so I, I we have the top so in the rebooted we don't have a full year of this in the rebooted podcast i did a top five characters of the podcast and and none of the hosts qualify for this, to be clear. Number five is is Beef King seasoning. It's just mm. it was there, it's reliable, it comes up. And you know what? We also learned a lot. You know, normally we just make jokes about things. We learned Beef King's delicious. And everyone should probably mm-hmm. buy it. This is another sponsored section. Yeah. Number four, John Moxley. He's the only actual wrestler on the list, but like Moxley was important to this podcast. I mean, he became a god this year, and we had a lot of fun with him. And that vacation that is still coming at some point. He swears. <laughs> Someday. 
Renee versus that vacation might be match of 2023. How if it ever happens? It's it's a long build. How mad is Renee that Kenny Omega is wrestling on dark? Because now you know Moxley's going to go down there. You go, oh, what what are they doing in Orlando? I'm going to fucking fight the Jaws ride. I'll fucking fight Jaws. <laughs> First blood. <laughs> I'm going to cut him up just like in your kitty sister's class with the paper dolls. Uh, number three is Jimmy Lloyd, child actor. Um, I think you could just say Jimmy Lloyd of any era, but I think particularly the we've really embraced the child actor part of uh, of Jimmy Lloyd here. I agree. It's you know, it's been really nice to see. Um, I feel like I learned so much about Jimmy Lloyd each week. Um, because I, weirdly, I, I, you know, some of these things maybe aren't a hundred percent factual, but I feel like they're getting at a truth and, yes. uh, we're getting there. For I sure. think if, if I win the lottery and I can do anything I want, uh, cause I think that's part of when you win, they're like, you no rules, the purge for you. Uh, I would pay Daniel day Lewis and Jimmy Lloyd to star in a three hour buddy, like not even a comedy a drama a very serious movie just to be on set and watch the interaction between those two and he's gonna be like later he's like fuck i thought i was a good method actor this guy is <laughs> this guy's really going there you know what and and by the way and, and next on this was going to be richard dreyfus but I'm, I'm actually removing it i'm calling an audible here because i think number two and number one are, are just tied for number one richard dreyfus is in the honorable mentions but the oh, number fuck. two and number he got one bumped from two. That's um, okay. I, I, well, you know what? Then let's kick Beef King off the off the list. Unfortunately, into the oh list. no, Alphonse's oh, <laughs> gonna be mad. You can't keep everybody happy. Facts. But, but two and one are, and it's a tie for one and two. Is Garrett's child's penis hole and Vince McMahon's <laughs> penis hole? Um, I would say when we did the bit with Vince's cocaine addicted penis hole, I've never laughed so hard at something that i myself participated in or at least haven't in a very long time and when we went through that whole about three quarters of a lengthy episode on penis holes uh, it was it was delightful i don't know if our viewership went up but it, it my i gave a, a five-star rating to the show i never had done that before i'll tell you it did go up that day i can't say we retained but it, there was a spike a lot of people tried they were like we're sampling some penis holes there was definitely like our normal listeners all churned but we just got a bunch of really weird people that, that downloaded and is now our car audience we're going to be slowly shifting into a um anthropomorphic penis podcast uh in, in the <laughs> yeah they tuned into the next one and they're like who are these briscoes i'm here for the 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 penis no that's that's a very good list yeah, I agree. I feel bad for Richard Dreyfus, but I, you know, and and what are you going to do? And fans wonder why is Beastman on, Beastman's not a character. He is a a man, a myth, and a legend. He he is not mm -hmm. a character. We do not tarnish. We do not play Beastman hypotheticals here. Beastman mm -hmm. is legit. Yeah, be like when we talk about him being future list, world like, champion, we we legitimately mean it. Yeah, absolutely, and I hope Beastman knows that. That when we discuss him being at Buca de Beppo, uh, that is because, you know, we, I don't want to say we're like paparazzi, but you know, there's some people that are like, I want to know where Ben Affleck is. 
I got to know where the beast man goes. Maybe I want to go there too. You know? So you heard it here first. Garrett has saying his inside sources in Warner brothers, DC say that beast man will be playing Batman in the new James Gunn version. <laughs> They're canceling the, the Robert Pattinson one. It's going to be beast man as Batman after his world title reign. It's, they're actually going to be doing a Dark Knight Returns, you, you know, know an old grizzled Batman. And AEW is is really adjacent to the Warner Brothers change, right? They're on the Warner Brothers uh, changes. Everyone keeps talking about HBO Max being where PPVs might land. Like, there could be some good cross promotion. The, the winter is coming. We still have an annual winter is coming show because their first year they wanted to promote the Game of Thrones finale. And now it's an annual tradition. So I think having Beastman as AEW world champ and the new Batman, that's just good corporate synergy. No denying that. Up next, the award for mom of the year, meaning the wrestler I would most like to be my mommy, <laughs> goes to Rhea Ripley. Um, I don't watch a lot of WWE, but Dominic betrayed his father. Mm-hmm. And now Rhea Ripley is his mommy. And I can't tell if it's sexual or if it is like a genuine caregiver role. But I'll tell you one thing. If Rhea Ripley were my mommy, I would get to stay up late and watch Terminator 2 with no consequences. And that is why Rhea Ripley would be my mommy. You, you don't know whether it's it's actual mothering or sexual, but you know you want in. Whatever's going on there, you want, uh, yeah, yeah. you want a piece of that. Well, and from I don't I don't I don't necessarily watch pornography, but I I am aware of some <laughs> of the uh, idea. The you idea analyze it. it. You don't really and, watch and, it. You analyze it scientifically. I analyze the thumbnails and the the description of the video, and there's a lot of stepmom things going on, which I'm like, how would that ever happen? But if Rhea Ripley were my mommy, um, she would let me watch Terminator Two, and that's all I'm going to say. Oh, it's interesting that Terminator 2 is such a specific part of this. My mommy uh, wouldn't let me stay up late and watch Terminator 2. I was too young. Oh, so there, there you go. Sorry, this has become therapy. Well, is there is there any chance is there any chance you'd watch Mr. Holland's opus with her after the Terminator 2? I mean, if I don't think she's going to suggest it. She looks like she seems like we're going to be watching Terrifier. Or maybe Mad Max Fury Road. I don't oh, know. Oh, no. I think, yeah. I mean, you, she seems that way. But that's how she's keeping Dom around, right? She's Dom Dom would get too scared of those things. Um, but <laughs> after the things that are scary, they transition into a little bit with uh, with Mr. Holland's Opus. I, I just kind of want Minoru Suzuki to be someone's mommy. Just to see what kind of hellacious <laughs> fight beast comes out of that. Mm-hmm. It's a real Mrs. Doubtfire situation. <laughs> oh my god, if they remade Mrs. Doubtfire starring Minoru Suzuki and his day job is still as a fighter. Oh, that's wonderful. What that happened actually... to you, Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> Eyes are all swollen. And it's an American movie in English, but he just speaks Japanese with no subtitles the entire time. <laughs> He's still a Scottish lady. <laughs> I, I did love that. One of my favorite things after the um, so last week they did the New Japan did a uh, a, a, a final Suzuki Goon match, and afterwards each of the guys in Suzuki Goon took turns 
like thanking Suzuki. But like the best part was that all of them were basically saying a combination of like, thank you, but you definitely still terrify me. Uh, <laughs> As they should. As they should. As they should. Taichi's like, I've been doing this 11 years. How? I love you and I miss you. They have to say goodbye because he's headed back to America to to win his family back. <laughs> exactly. Sally Field won't let him see him. <laughs> and there's only one way, guys. Only one way. <laughs> so yes, Rhea Ripley, Mom of the Year Award. <laughs> love it. Our cruise, I think, yeah, I think, right. Don't we have kind of a our, our just normal, actual... So, yeah. Our our top ten, and then this is okay. So this is the top ten. Matt, no, this is not in order. This is going to be in because I I couldn't rank them. No. Um, that just felt wrong. It's a ten way tie for first. It's a ten way tie for first. Top ten matches of the year, it, sort of in terms of importance to the podcast. Right. This is not a complete, um, definitive top ten list. There's probably other there are other great ma- there are definitely great matches I saw. That are not on this. And list. again, if you watch some of those otter videos after this, but before January first, you might you might shuffle some of those in. Exactly, exactly. Um, so so number one, our first one up here. Um, and every time I think about this match, I can't believe it happened this year. Um, it, it's Hangman Page against Brian Danielson too. Uh, Fax and I were in attendance for this. Uh, both heavily masked because we were pr- positive we were going to get Omicron during the show. Um, and a friend of mine who went to the show actually did get Omicron there. Um, incredible match. Uh, Bax and I jumped out of our seats um, when Hangman won. Like like we we watched him win a football game or something. Um, truly amazing match. And just like, also just putting that there just to remind people that in this calendar year, Hangman Page was the champion. We were excited about that. And there was this banger match, and we all thought we were going to die, but it was worth going to see. And I remember, especially like the finish that, because I, I just for whatever reason in my head, this wasn't from the dirt sheets, just in my head, I was positive it was going to be another non-finish somehow, and that they were going to go to a third. So when it goes to, I think it was like about thirty-eight minutes somewhere in that ballpark, mm. which was again less than an hour draw, and of course there is no time limit on this match, but somehow I thought there was going to be some kind of fuckery. And then to see Hangman just straight up win it. Uh, and at that time, Brian Danielson was not known as the guy willing to take a job. <clears throat> now he's taken a, a couple more here and there. But uh, yeah, that one was great. A genuine nice surprise. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. But yeah, I, I do remember being worried. But I thankfully, I, I, I felt probably a little bit more safe than Chris because I had already gotten COVID at a GCW show uh, earlier. So no, no, that's that's three weeks after this. Oh, I'm sorry. That was three weeks after? The, the, yeah, the, the month of, the, really the first three months of the year, I can't believe happened at all, really, or this year. I I honestly, I kind of blacked out for about three months. Um, because that's actually number two. Uh, uh, Nick Gage and Matt Tremont against the Briscoes. And I, I'm not saying this match was great, but I do want to reflect back on the fact that um, we were... Like, we thought GCW was going to explode this year. They sold out the Hammerstein in the first month of the year that never went back and never did a pay-per-view that size ever again. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they, they couldn't even sell out the Boot and Oaks Lodge for the settlement series. Well, that's I <laughs> looked up 
uh, today. I was looking at Cage Match, and I counted. GCW this year did 91 shows. That's also counting, I believe, JCW, since those are produced by them. But all things considered, that is a lot, a lot, a lot of shows. Two a week almost, right? I mean, yeah, over the year. And then I clicked on the Hammerstein show. It is shocking how few matches were on that show and how short every match was. I don't think it uh, sing, uh, there was maybe one match that went like 16 minutes. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like watching like um WrestleMania uh, 3 where you're just like it's this historic and most important thing but it's kind of shit outside of one match. You know, there like it's the most important GCW show ever, but it was kind of a, just an objectively bad show. And I, I mean, it kind of seemed like it, that wasn't the case in the moment for the people in the room. It was it, more of like reflecting back on it. It would have been literally Jimmy Lloyd could have come in the ring, put a traffic cone up his ass and projectile shot liquid diarrhea all over the crowd while blasting hit me baby one more time. And we would have been like GC dub GC dub GC loving it. So yeah, it, and I hope they do another one and like, like WrestleManias, eventually they got to more consistently good matches and cards because it does really feel like a, a kind of a missed opportunity for GCW. Yeah. Like in the moment. Yeah. It was a fun, it was a fun thing to be there, but then that was the beginning of like, wait a minute, Nick Gage. And it's like, is Nick Gage. Okay. Um, and then also the uh, like Jeff Jarrett beats Effie and then just disappears um, and like Moxley doesn't get a match and like the last year has been so huge for like Atticus was the next fucking guy and he didn't even right. have, a, have a match on the show. Well, and a lot of outside of the Nick Gage comeback, everything else was just kind of like just another show. It's like Nick Gage against, uh, sorry, uh, John Moxley against homicide, like solid, good match, but it was first out of rehab. Like it was. Yeah, but but even then, that that was kind of a coincidence. What I'm saying is, it didn't. It wasn't a match with any stakes. There is no possibility mm-hmm. Moxley's losing that match, right? Which is like, if this is your WrestleMania one, this is your Starcade. It didn't really hit that those heights. Yeah, that was one of the biggest disappointments. I think was that match. I was so excited for that match. And I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna be great. And then they started wrestling, and it was like, oh yeah, Mox is gonna win. Shit, there's no literally no drama in this match. Like zero. Um, that was kind of the first several matches for him were that way. He didn't really have a good one until him. I have it on my list of just like honorable mentions of the year was him and AJ gray. Like that was the first, like, this is what all of these should be. Sorry. Back to your, by the way, before we get in, I I don't think you have an award for this Garrett. So I just kind of want to say the kind of low key, the best thing, the most consistently great thing about GCW this year has actually been the tag division. Right. Because like with Moxley's champion, they were great matches for the most part, but again, not a lot of drama. And then Nick Gage, when he becomes champion, he he's still kind of getting his 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 sea legs under him. But like the tag division has been amazing <laughs> all year in GCW. I would argue that this was the low, the low moment of the tag division was Nick Gage winning the tag titles with Matt Tremont. Right. Well, they sort of needed that because Gage kind of disappeared. They didn't have Mox a lot over the summer. And so they kind of needed the tag teams to sort of carry it. That's why part of one of the reasons why I think it's been a weird year for GCW is that ultimately they've needed to rely on those guys in a way that uh, was maybe too much 
in terms of drawing, but in terms of enjoyment, uh, yeah, those guys' teams are all great. So, but yeah, uh, you could go down the list of all the. I mean, even teams that didn't we didn't have at the beginning of the year, like mm-hmm. the Mega Bastards, Los Macisos, um, maybe just those two. But no, I don't like you know we had <laughs> big year for Bussy, big year for just a lot of good shit. Uh, number three, just because uh, well, one of us w- was here for this one, um, but it does feel like it just changed uh, a lot of our perceptions of things, uh, is Cody versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, just one of those things that I'm like, I kind of can't believe it happened. I can't believe it worked for Cody. Um, or at least it has so far. Um, and it was really good. Um, good match. Uh, w- w- we'll see what happens, what it's like when he comes back and Triple H is in charge after he literally, you know, gave Triple H and FU to start at the start of AEW, but but it's because it's his favorite wrestler. <laughs> it's his favorite wrestler, so he mm-hmm. smashed a chair. Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, my, my favorite boy. <laughs> but you were there for that one, facts. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that one's is one of those ones in like the WWE produced documentaries about it are going to go off bigger because there was another one that it was it was the surprise appearance that had absolutely no surprise whatsoever. Like everyone was 100% certain like Vegas was not taking bets on that one. So it, it was just kind of weird. And like, and I remember thinking, I'm like, is it going to be the Cody music? Is it going to be the American nightmare music? I'm like, I think it is, but that's going to, and I remember like just being in the crowd in Dallas. And that was like the one takeaway of like, it's like nothing else was even real except for the music. And I'm like, this is really weird that they're playing this song that I used to listen to at Hammerstein, right? To to have mm-hmm. when he was fighting Dalton Castle, right? And now it's this. Yeah, well, I think I think that's the thing because I also think the Cody thing, him appearing at WrestleMania was sort of like it felt to me like the end of a certain era in AEW. We're always going to draw, I think, a line at that moment, um, for for good or for ill. And and I love AEW. I'm not sort of not insulting here. And there's some AEW stuff in the back half here that we'll talk about in a sec. But I, I, that's definitely a moment and a shift in our, I think, everyone's relationship to AEW just because Cody was such a big part of it at the beginning, you know. And then again, you yeah, hearing that music at WrestleMania has got to be, I don't know, very, very strange. It was. I don't know. And it's also well, there's a moment too, a little bit where like as an AEW fanboy, you're 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 kind of hurt. But then when you see him come out, you're kind of like, oh yeah, you know what? Good for Cody. And like he is getting and like I remember also thinking like kind of thinking like, I know this is about to happen. There's eighty-eight thousand other people here. Do they know what's gonna happen? Do they even know who this guy is? Right? And so when he did get the huge pop, the pop of the night, that wasn't stone cold at least, it it reinforce was like good for him and he did kind of suck the last couple of months in AEW and and this could be good and and I just remember having this clear image of I I bet he's going to have some really gross purple marks on his body soon and and fight through them in a really <laughs> uncomfortable way. Well yeah, I I think it changed our it's about like our relationship to like our relationship to AEW at the beginning was really about the people a lot of times. And so they're going to go on and their lives are going to shift and our relationship I, is kind of still going to be to them. And, and I think yeah. that also changed our relationship a lot, probably the most with Tony Khan, right? Because that's the first right. time that a lot of them really took the, the cover back where it's like, oh, no, this is clearly Tony's company. Everyone's talking about it as Tony's company to a far greater degree than we, we I think we had really realized. 
And yeah. I and I think if you, that's really when you start seeing the criticism of Tony Khan, which a lot of it's very legitimate. Some of it gets blown out of proportion, but a lot of it's very mm-hmm. really kind of starts there. Like there was really not a whisper of Tony Khan doing anything wrong until the Cody thing, even though we kind of all agreed Cody was crazy for wanting um, CM Punk money. Um, well, and speaking of people who've replaced relationships that we have, number the fourth one on the list here is, of course, uh, Beast Man against Mike Bennett, uh, June <laughs> in Chicago. Um, pretty sure it's the reason we have a podcast again, um, because I think we all felt at the end of that, wow, uh, we've really got to go talk about this with other people. Um, if you haven't seen it, Warrior Wrestling number uh, 22 or three, uh, it's free now on prowrestling.tv. So you can go watch it and you can see, you can sort of see us um, losing our goddamn minds in the corner. Um, not, I haven't, you know, you can, we're there. You can see it. Top, back, back corner. <laughs> it was just such a magical moment. Uh, like, I think our expectations for that show going in were so incredibly low. It was a thing to kill time after we ate lunch at the Billy Goat Tavern across the street, walk across to the Malcolm X Community College, paid like 20 bucks to get into this thing. Uh, Decent card, handful of people had dropped off, but there was something magical about the, I mean, before we even saw him, his, his actual person, right? Just the, the mask, the, the gear, the, the essence, the beauty of the beast. Um, It was, it was fucking rad. <laughs> and yeah. the weirdest thing before uh Derek has never seen Beast Man. <laughs> yeah. Derek did not see that match with us. He took a shit. He missed the entire match because he was taking a shit. He took a shit and then got a drink. Uh yeah. And it's it, wait, no, really? Yeah, I remember that. Derek's, That's one of those things in my mind. Derek's there. Derek's right there with us, but he's just, no, he just thinks we're crazy. I think you're mixing. There's the magic of the match. Then there's the magic of the show. Then there's the magic of that whole day. Like I agree with you. I think that that day, whether it's that Beastman match or not, I think that Beastman match is like sixty percent of it. And then I think maybe the 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 AEW New Japan show is 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 like thirty percent of it. I feel like this podcast has been us chasing the dragon of that ever since. It, I remember just being in, in Derek's car and we're all just shooting the shit and laughing and just being like, man, if there was a microphone in here, this would do gangbusters. And I wish that it was recorded just for me personally so I could listen back to this. And and I, I remember even I think Dave, I think it was Derek's idea, even though he has not uh, been super active or just been here of like. Yeah, we should just hop on a Zoom call or something every once in a while. It wasn't even like let's bring the podcast back. It was literally just we should we should watch wrestling on Zoom together more often. And and, and then we we've done a podcast. Yeah. Uh number five, again, more for what it did for us, uh really than the match itself, is uh John Moxley against Desperado. Um, <laughs> you know, this goes to what Bax talked about earlier about Moxley as a character. Um, it really I feel like ignited our love of Desperado and let, I mean, we all watched the, the Desperado June Kasai match, which was incredible. And I think that's a, an honorable mention match for the year. Um, it involves Garrett being in some weird, like barn or something. Mm-hmm. I don't understand some shack or something. So all of that, I think that that match gets a lot. And I, I finally did see that match afterwards. Cause I really had felt like 
I could I can't believe that no, he didn't really just blade him in a mask for his own pleasure. No, it really happened. Um it's true. You can go back and watch it on uh on New Japan World. And and this was probably the most tightly contested slot just because there was so much moxley and so much desperado we wanted to get in here and we're just like well you, you kind of have to put this one right just it's kind of the perfect example for both it really like everything about it was like even more than the match itself it truly was all character building for our perception of john moxley uh, right and desperado like, fact- as we'd find out not not long after yeah just the fact that moxley was willing to go that hard on a match that I guess you could have bought on fight TV, but not really airing anywhere else. It's in a fucking barn. It is the lead in to SummerSlam, which, you know, a lot of people are already downtown ready for that. So this is, and then, yeah, just like the fact that he would have a man bleed where only John Moxley knows it's happening. And I'm with, and, and by the way, this is the year that Desperado and Suzuki Goon finally made sense. Right mm. <laughs> now, it's like, oh, now I can't imagine what he, what's he going to do without Suzuki. Yeah, I, and it's, it's it was interesting because I was like, man, somehow that match though defines everything. Even though I was live for four John Moxley World Title matches, all of which I very much enjoyed. Um, we were live for and plus plus GCW title matches. Fax and I were there for another. I was there for two. Fax was there for three of them. Four. Um. Four. Maybe I'm missing one. Um, All of that. Oh, yeah, because you you were there for the AJ Gray match, too. So we all saw so many great Moxley matches this year, but somehow that match was the the definition for us. Um, The next one is uh, the, I just have it in quotes, the quote-unquote death of Ric Flair. Um, (laughs) Again, it just felt like one of those things of like, this is what, why I love talking about wrestling. Uh, I believe, actually, if uh, as you're hearing this, I think you can go watch this on Fight Plus now. I think it's free uh, as part of the 12 Days of Christmas on Fight, uh, 12 Days of Fightness. Um, it's just one of those things of like, I just, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we had microphones on when we got to talk about that. Yeah, it, it was a great show up until that match. And it was a match that I think like, the only expectation we had for it that is he was going to die and he almost got us there. Like he had a couple false finishes with death, uh, in that match. <laughs> and he, he kicked out of, uh, the grim reaper sweet embrace and he's still with us. Conrad gets his money. Pop pop gets to be there for another Christmas. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it was, it was what it was, and I can't wait to see who Conrad tries to kill next. Coincidentally, the yeah. first Christmas he's ever spent with his family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so the next one, uh, I, I honestly couldn't honestly couldn't fucking pick. Uh, so it's just uh, elite six-man tag matches. Um, I missed the three of them together. I missed their musk. And the fact that they're back and just wrestling six man matches together um, is delightful. Um, if you want me to pick one, um, I, I guess it's it's probably the one at uh, at full gear, which would be out of order. Um, but they started happening in late August, and they've been like the best. And I just you know I'm glad they're I'm glad they're happening. I'm glad we got Kenny back. We got Kenny back, guys. It means so much to so many of our mental healths. I think just having Kenny Omega present in our lives. 
Yeah. Uh, it just, life feels more worth living with him in it. Life is a little bit better. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just, well, and it, I'm glad he's here. And it also just feels like a, the bookend to the drama as we'll just call it, where it's like there was, and I'll, I'll say it, you guys don't have to agree, but there is that half minute when you first hear about the CM Punk, uh, altercation and the, where you go, is it possible Kenny Omega is an asshole? Is it possible Kenny and the Bucks are wrong? And it just that I will carry the shame of that doubt with me till my grave. Mm. But I feel like after seeing this recent run of matches, because yes, of course, wrestling is how you know someone's character. But just there's no way Kenny and the, they were completely vindicated by whatever the backstage. Uh, investigations yielded at great expense to Tony Khan because it seems like CM Punk's getting most if not all of his money still and it just feels like no these guys were in the right they are the virtuous knights in white armor that we've always known Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to be and all is right in the world again there is a Santa Claus and his name is Kenny Omega yeah uh the next one that did actually happen sort of in in this order here um and shout out to uh to our friend our pal, our, our co-host, Derek, um, because this was the one episode he did with us this year. Uh, acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory, the first one at All Out. Um, the other two never quite reached the same level, but that first one is one of the damnedest things I've ever seen um, in terms of a crowd reaction lifting a wrestling match into like a, the stratosphere. Um, and then Derek and I spent a long time talking about that, which was clearly the most important thing that happened that evening. For sure. Um, from a wrestling Nothing more interesting going on the YouTube channel. Nothing at all. And again, if it is interesting that if Acclaimed just go over in that match, it's probably an MOTYC, right? And mm. and in a year with a lot of really, really good wrestling. And that's definitely, like, that's one of the, the biggest turns you'll ever see. It's not the Acclaimed turning babyface. It's the Acclaimed turning into a team capable of working really high-level matches well. Not consistently yet, but they're having really, really good matches. And if you can do at their age, if you can start doing that at all, like they're going to have some really bright futures. All right. Number number nine here. Um, this is going to be a very personal one for me. Aussie Open against the Briscoes at House of Glory uh, in October. Uh, no, no reason why. Just uh, just just another member of my family falling in love with wrestling and uh, generally improving my enjoyment of it for a long time, probably. No, that was that was a sweet moment for everybody. I think even that warmed our hearts. So I I wish uh yeah. I wish also you the a best. banger match. Yeah, I it was. That was a good match. Like that was a a fight plus fight TV plus one I think we got to watch. That was one of the first things I think you watched on Fight Plus Gary. Cuz that was right yeah. after, you know. So Fight Plus one of the gifts, I, I think uh, that was that was the first thing I saw on Fight Plus cuz I was not able to attend in person. And uh, the la final, and maybe this might be number one at the end of the day when we look back on this year, uh, and that's FTR against the Briscoes, um, the dog collar match, because holy fuck, sweet Jesus, what a what a wrestling match that was. Um, and uh, I want to go back. I'm excited to go back and watch that trilogy again a bunch of times, probably. Yeah, that's one I am happy that I actually purchased on Bleacher Report, so I have the ability to go back and rewatch it as i please um i love that you think it, that bleach report app is going to allow you to do that just the night the naivety that that shows 
you won't believe this. They even carried over the old shit when they switched to the new system. All my stuff is there. They didn't lose it yet, but <laughs> but it's there. Claims to be. Maybe we can start ordering AEW pay-per-views through Honor Club in the future because I think I had more <laughs> luck with that in the past. Fair enough. Um, also, one honorable mention, because I just don't know if it happened this year. Um, uh, Braun versus EC3 from Control Your Narrative 2. Um, <laughs> there's just really nothing like watching grown men cry. There's a lot of wife fucking. There was not between Braun, but just honestly, EC3 versus that locker room mentally. And you guys is... still haven't finished the 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 painful present on on pro wrestling TV because I and I will not spoil it for you guys, but who boy, things happen at the end of that and. Uh, but we got we got more podcast episodes to do. I will rewatch it with anyone like gladly. That's dishonorable mention. That's dis- <sighs> it really depends on your perspective. At the end of the day, it it is true that is a that is an entire roster of people who were who had dishonorable discharge from the WWE. And you know what? That does bring up the. Uh, I, I want to go to a, a silver lining. Is that we thought a guy that was probably going to end up there. And instead, it's kind of like, I, I want to welcome back Brian Cage from Witness Protection. I know <laughs> that mob boss he saw kill that guy died of natural causes in jail. So he's back, uh, can be on television again. Uh, welcome back, Brian Cage. We missed you. Yeah. I really did miss that guy. Like once he started having matches again, it kind of, uh, he was one of my favorites in PWG. He was always a nice guy. He's very reliable at putting on a good match, you know? And he has that thing where he's just is, is unique, right? He is an N of one. Like there's no one else. He's obviously physically super jacked. Doesn't look, but then does like crazy shit and can work matches. And uh, I love him. I love him to pieces and I'm glad I, I, he was the guy that he was always the top guy in like lower feds. And like, I'm, I'm glad to see that maybe he'll get a shot to be a top guy in a top fed. Finally. That top fed of course being ring of honor. Yeah. I mean, but seriously yeah. ring of honor uh, could, could be good. I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously mm-hmm. optimistic. I'm bullish on the new ring of honor. Is that, do you uh, think it, Oh, sorry. Garrett, do you have all your awards done? Have we gotten through all your awards? No, we do have a, a, a few more here. Um, <laughs> the next award is for the top wrestler I'd like to sit on a bench with at the mall, eat an Auntie Anne's pretzel, and make fun of the people that pass by. And that award goes to Daddy Magic. Mm. Yes. Like, you would think it may be MJF. But he's going to hurt my feelings by the end of the day. We're going to leave in separate cars. I'm going to not have a good time. Me and Daddy Magic are going to have that pretzel. It's going to be great. And he's like, he's going to be the Statler to my Waldorf in that moment. And it, I, I just feel, I feel like there would be a good chemistry. Yeah. Daddy Magic was one of my favorite. Look, look he, he and, uh, and Parker on the, um, on Control Your Narrative 2 was low-key one of my favorite sort of bizarre wrestling things uh, from this year. Maybe when we finally edge our way into becoming the commentary team for Appalachian, we can get him to come join us. Because I would love, mm. I'd love to watch a Beastman match with him. 
Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we've got more life goals. I guess we're going to have to keep going. <laughs> okay, um, only a couple more. Uh, the next one is the bud of the year. Like the the good friend, the buddy, the the guy who was there for his pal, didn't back down no matter what. Was it the best friends? Wasn't. Was it you guys? No. The answer is a steal. Yeah. <laughs> because in that moment, no matter how wrong his friend was, he took it upon himself to bite the greatest living wrestler in the world. And he knew, I might not have a job at the end of this, but my buddy is in distress. My buddy's dog's in distress, and I'm going to bite that motherfucker. So he gets the butt of the year award. Like, A Steel is a ride or die till the end. He's unemployed. Uh, so if anybody is looking for a guy who, I don't want to say he's problematic, but he is, <laughs> he could be an issue. I mean, do we he know, could be an do issue. We know he's unemployed because it's, I mean, he somehow made it this far in life. Like, there's no way he's made a living through wrestling. So he, he's got to have some secondary skills he's been paying the bills with the last 40 something years. He's a Twitch streamer. <laughs> He's playing Atari. <laughs> He's just like, I can get you to the end of this fucking ET game, no problem. <laughs> he just has he has like an OnlyFans page where they just request him to eat different things. <laughs> and take pictures of the bite marks. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's like, okay, guys, Ace Steel here. We're doing the uh, the the Taki One Chip Challenge. Um, <laughs> I got my milk ready. I don't know where um, you know uh, Nikolai got this plutonium from, but I guess we're going to be eating it shortly because uh, he gave a fifteen dollar <laughs> donation, a five star review. He's actually he's n- number one this year in terms of uh, money through those sites is Mandy Rose and he's actually number two. It's very <laughs> down low, but like <laughs> hundreds of dollars of people paying him to bite things. Okay, each time I, I do have one left. So we did butt of the year. Mm-hmm. Next, putt of the year. Of course. Who gets overall putt? Who is the dirt worst? The person who who just is despicable, who is the, the dick, who don't want to be around him, but I like talking about him, is it Vince McMahon? Is it a steal? Does he, does he go back to back? Is he, yeah, does he get, does he, ah, does he, he, man, if he, that could have been good, but he is <laughs> such a good friend that it's hard to call him a dick. Like, you need that guy in your corner. No, he's a pud. Um, he just maybe not of the year. Not, yeah. yeah he's a top absolutely. 10 pud. It is not CM Punk. Is it, is it Ric um, Flair for surviving? That seems like a pud move. <laughs> Stole all of our money. Uh, no, it goes to Glenn Jacobs. Uh, Kane. No. He just, it just didn't feel right to not have him on this list. Six you know, year he, running that he's won pud of the year. We've been doing <laughs> pud of the year for before we, we brought the podcast back. Right. I they were untelevised, broad, un- untelevised award ceremonies. <laughs> I saw him complaining about like drag shows and then somebody posted a video of him like bitching about that next to a video of him hooking Shane McMahon's balls up to uh jumper cables. <laughs> it was like, you did this asshole. Like, which is, <laughs> uh, what a fucking pud. 
Maybe Kid Rock is a runner up on that. I don't know. But yeah, those those are my awards for the year. And um, I look forward to revisiting, seeing who gets the pants one next year. Uh, it's yeah. I'm going to be looking. I feel like I'm going to be watching for pants now much more uh, uh, closely. Yeah, it just it wouldn't have been right to not give the inaugural award to Cole himself. I I feel like a pud now because I just thought of an award, but I, I don't have enough time to, to think what it would be best advertised Jonathan Gresham match that didn't happen. That, that's one <laughs> I would have been. I should have done some research. There's just so many contenders. There's so many that, contenders. Like, Most that... of them looked really good on paper. They all do. Like every time you seem like, yeah, I'd watch that match. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Is that what do we have? Uh, we have anything else? I think we've recapped the year and we're ready for uh, we're ready to I, I do like for the beginning for 2023's mojo that we can walk into 2023 and we're going to get beast man at like two o'clock in the afternoon that day. I feel like that's exciting. That's a good omen for 2023. That. Yeah. 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 For sure. I actually kind of forgot that, like, we get him so early. You know, you're going to wake up. Maybe you have a little bit of a headache from the night before. But you get a cup of coffee. You've eaten a breakfast burrito. I don't know what you're doing. Beast Man on your television. The not J-Cup. What is it? The Battle Bowl? Battle, Battle Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Is it? Well, what is I'm, that? Is it a tournament? Is it a... It's a, ta- it's a mixed tag. T- it's like, so it's a, a random pairing tag team tournament where the winners of the first round matches then have a Battle Royal to see who the Battle Bowl champion is. That's Battle Bowl. At least, at least it was in WCW. It, it, I feel like this one, it might not be random pairings. I, I thought that they did a- advertise some of the actual tag matches. So I think... But they haven't showed the matches they yet. They, they, they advertise some of the tag teams, though, so okay. I don't know if they're going to break them up or not. Or Who knows? It's JCW, whatever. I, it's free on YouTube. I just, like, I just love this, you know, New Year's Day on a Sunday, so that means work gives you off the Monday instead. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you've got two days to just kind of recover and just watch a, a lot of wrestling. I'm probably going to go to have brunch at Comfortland that day. Um, the Briscoes have not let me know if they'll be joining me yet, but they might. They know they know where to find me, and uh, I think it's going to be delicious, guys. And then I'm going to go home and watch some Beastman. I am Big so place. looking forward to that. Honestly, there's good matches on uh, both of the GCW shows as well. I think specifically, like there's one night that has a little bit better, but uh, yeah, I mean, Fight TV Plus. Going to watch any of the wrestling they provide me with at this point. But um, yeah. Oh, and we also, by hey, the way, is... like, like Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. That's a, that's a thing that we get to see oh, yeah. a couple days after that. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess there's that. Now that'll be a, that'll be a, God. We've got stuff to look forward to. It's you know, 2022 is pretty good. I am glad that Beast Man happened to make this possible. This is something I look forward to every week. It has been great uh, getting to connect with you guys more often, and uh, just goof around and chat wrestling it is it's been great and thanks everybody for listening this has just been a this has been a fun year i'm glad we're back doing this because this is this is great this is a lot of fun i can't wait to see beast man's gonna be going against in the tokyo dome next january 4th um yeah it's been it's been great doing doing this podcast uh no no notes no notes yeah <laughs> it's been great guys. thank you thank you all for your uh for your friendship and that's both you two and, and the listeners if you uh if you're listening to us every week it's like you're uh you're hanging out with us and you're you're part of the gang so always happy to hear from those people and um yeah thank you for thank you for keeping us going and, and seriously check out those otter videos they're they're amazing 
Check out those Otter videos. Rate, review, subscribe at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at Gartet on Instagram. Chris is at Chris Miggs. Fax is uh, Jimmy Lloyd's IMDb page. Mm -hmm. That's right. And on that note, hit our goddamn music. <laughs>